Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition and training, but love a good time and a lol, then stay around because we're about to become best friends. All right, guys, welcome back. We've had a bit of a rocky start to this week's episode, but we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. Welcoming Jeremy Gleason to the episode. Thanks for having me, girls. It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us today. We start off every episode with guests um, the sort of same way. I don't think we can say that because well, we we're starting to. We're starting to. <laughs> we're starting to um, start off every episode now with five questions. So me and Hannah did them last week and we think they're really great. So we're going to go through as a reflection on your last week. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, what's the best thing about the week? Um, the worst thing and how you overcame it? Something you're proud of? Something that you learned? And then something you really want to accomplish this coming week? All right. So... What was the first one again? So, best thing about this week. Yeah. Best. This far. Yeah. This, thus far? Thus far. <laughs> the last seven days. Um, <laughs> my mum's a speech pathologist, so she's, she's <laughs> usually on my case about it. Um, the best okay. thing about my week is this weather. How good has this mm. weather been in Melbourne? It has been yeah. Like, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, Hannah. Um, <laughs> no, just I've really enjoyed just getting outside, getting to the beach, just you know the simple life. Mm. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Melbourne's really turned it on the last. I swear, summer. your summer this year has been incredible. It's been unreal. Yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Mine's flooding, so that's good. <laughs> Worst thing, actually, I reckon it was Tuesday. I just had like one of those days, like you know when you wake up and you just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like it's one of those days, like what are you With doing? My With my life. Yeah, I just had like a really strange day. Like I just felt weird, had a bit of anxiety, and had to. Like, it took me most of the day to overcome it, but, like, I just went back to the drawing board where things I usually go towards, like, whether it's training or, you know, like, I'm lucky that, obviously, with coaching, you get to, like, it's a really positive relationship with what you do each day. So, it just, like, reminded me, like, why I do what I do and then I'm, like, doing the right thing and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess the way I overcame it was just remembering my why. Like, yeah. Do you have those days often? Um, not not as much as I used to. Like, I think I did a bit of work on, like, I've actually a fucking shitload of work on myself. Sorry. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> the last, like, two years, you know, a lot of downtime at home with lockdowns and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, before that, I'm definitely the person that hadn't done any work on themselves before. So, like, I was just really reactive to my environment and like comparing myself to everything and everyone so and not as much yeah not as much anymore i would like to go deeper into that oh, that's yeah, my okay. question that yeah. i literally just wrote about so we can come back to your five questions because let's yeah okay. right i like this now. already where this is going um <laughs> at what point was there like a turning point that something happened that you were like i need to in start? that day no 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 and oh. in, 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 at a point where you were like i need to start doing a bit of self-development um i had end, like we ended like a three relationship with my ex-girlfriend moved back home with mum and dad for a bit and I was like what's going on here <laughs> and then was there for a little bit and then moved back out of home and was just like by myself and like locked out I was like in a one bedroom apartment by myself and I was like like can't work can't mm. you know it was like all the time to just like process our thoughts like I think I think um so many of us like me well just from experience like if something was bothering me i'd just like cover it up mm-hmm. like or just suppress it by being busy or like doing something or doing a workout which is like good and bad like you're not addressing why the fact you are maybe have some anxiety or temporarily makes yeah fun. so yeah. yeah i just had to like work through that stuff in my head and like get to like the deep cause behind you know 
what what are you doing like mm, you know who are yeah. you like literally who like an, you? yeah we love that one yeah <laughs> another thing that really, really helped me was was like beneficial was I did like a mindset coaching app like with with Ben Crow I don't know if I you've just seen. listened to his podcast with yeah. Ian Perfix he's yeah he's yeah really great. so he's big on three pieces the first one being who you are like none of us even really know that No. <laughs> second piece is what you want and then third piece is how you get there and it's like this really well laid out journey through like chapters and you like it's just time just like getting inside your head like so yeah that was it Great. yeah I love, I love that. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's really cool because that was one of my questions for you was where do you <clears throat> sit on sort of like men's personal development and growth because we've spoken about this the last few episodes it's come up a lot like personal development and growth and all that kind of thing and we've found that there is a bit of a stigma especially for men in a talking about it and b actually doing it so like did you publicly sort of go down that yeah route? go down that route or did you keep that sort of to yourself and no. like where do you think where do you sit on all of that i come from a sporting background like where that was never happened like we just you know suck it up mm. you know sort of thing don't talk about things <laughs> yeah well it's like it's just like male culture here in australia like i feel like it's it's definitely changing i did all that stuff just by myself because i was by myself like you know i wasn't really and when i was like catching up with my mates on zoom and stuff during lockdown we sort of we was there for a good time. Like we were there to just yeah. like have a laugh. Like it wasn't about getting real deep. Like there was like 10 of us as well. So it doesn't quite work. <laughs> Me sitting there going, hey guys, listen to all my issues. Um, so yeah, it was very private. Um, but interestingly though, when I did catch up with my mates after lockdown, after quote unquote done the work. And with that said, like I think you should never stop doing the work. It's mm. never done. Mm, um, yeah. But they were just like, shit, you've changed. Like really, so it's noticeable. That seriously noticeable, and I was like, wow. "Really? Like, what was I like before this?" And they're like, <laughs> like, "Like in your energy, or like, yeah, like, you were oh, just or? relationships that I had with them, my yeah. energy, the way I was like either present yeah, or like, yeah. um, they just noticed a difference in the way I was like, I just was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, getting that from my mates was like. Oh my god! Like yeah. I felt, I felt really proud, but then I also was like, "Far out! How long have I been like a, a, an asshole for?" You know? Like, <laughs> Why did no one tell oh, me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then after that, I, I noticed a big, really close bond, like stronger relationships with friends and family after that. So yeah, I think in terms of yeah, men's mental health, talking about it, doing the work, it's a tough one because I think the environment needs to be right to be able to have those discussions. And when you're say at a pub mm. having yeah. a drink, like it's a bit hard. So yeah, I think I think environments and communities where like people champion that sort of that sort of discussion is definitely a bonus. So I think it's just about who you surround yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of those conversations definitely come out with maybe men in particular when they're like under the influence of alcohol and drugs and things like yeah. that. But I think making an effort to talk about that when those things aren't, aren't involved is really important. Mm. I agree. I definitely think it's getting better more yes. and more as we go on. But let's backtrack to your five questions. Sorry. So what Sorry. are you proud of this week? I'm proud of a few girls that I coach on a regular basis. So I, I work really closely with 10 people aside from my sort of online coaching. Um, and my girls like this week have sort of, yeah, like after sort of a long time, trusting the process they've been like hitting some really awesome lifts in the gym and like um just performing like really well we sort of like graduated to like 
big plates like you've got some 20s Love and 25 yeah, for some of the key lifts so it's the little thing sometimes but you got to make sure that um you sort of reward the process along the way so yeah i'd sort of remind you like why you do what you do like that was a good moment yeah that's awesome yeah what have you learned this week so two things i've learned i need to stretch more <laughs> yeah like seriously <laughs> i've been oh my god i'm so bad at that i just like get reminded like so the last sort of six weeks i've been charging pretty hard uh with both training and work and body's been getting a bit of a beating like in a good way but I think you do get a bit of a reality check if you don't find time to like give back to yourself in whatever way works for you. Um, so my physio asked him the other day and he was like, you need to stretch my man. Like, yeah. Um, and the second one, I actually, I have it on my phone. There's a quote that I saw and it's sort of, it's, yeah, it's sort of like a learning, but it's also something that I'm kind of passionate about as well. So James Clear is like, E- e- email list he's got a, he, wrote, he, wrote, he wrote atomic habits That's, yeah. yeah yeah i was like yeah. i know so that he's, name. if you haven't if you're not subscribed to his email list like it's so it's good. so good so he has like a few quotes from himself and then quotes from other people anyway his quote this week it was literally this morning so i screenshotted it <laughs> you can't double down your intelligence in one hour but you can use one hour to write something twice as clear and ideas that are easy to read and easy to understand will make you seem smarter the better you communicate the more intelligent you appear why that sort of i was like that's interesting because i Mm. think as a coach i'm always trying to say more with less words or like speak to people you know like for everyone it might be i've got an hour in the gym you know i want to make sure that the hour this hour is like i make the most of it so if i can communicate really well and make sure that i can move them from a to b even Mm. if i'm not with them like that's the game at the end of the day like you can get all fancy and like show you show your knowledge and stuff but it's really about communicating. Like, mm. I mean, what we're doing now yeah. as well. Like, mm. yeah. so I just think I, the importance of just being a better communicator, really. Like, yeah. Love that. And our last one, your something you really want to accomplish this week. It's kind of next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. Um, something that I want to accomplish. I think I'll tie it back to that quote. I think I'll, if I can. You know, if I can have one person reach out to me like like new, whether it be through my program or like social media as like a thank you or like I really enjoyed that workout or you really helped me today, like I've done my job. So Yeah, I love that, I love that yeah. a lot. I'm sure you'll get it. You're a great coach. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> experience. And so I'm really intrigued to have this chat with you. What is your story? Who are you? <laughs> Take us back. How did you get into the industry? Like, what Deep. does your whole journey that look is, like? That I is actually so many don't questions, know. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all like tied into one. Yeah. Just like give me from like little baby Jez through to. Oh, yeah. Where do you want me to start? Maybe how you got into the fitness industry. Industry? Yeah. Okay. I can remember the first time I like properly stepped foot in a gym. Like, and it well, wasn't even called a gym, it was probably not much bigger than this room. <laughs> but um, we were at school, I was in year nine, and. Um, big focus around like football and like performance and all this sort of thing. Um, egos are sort of running hot, <laughs> trying to impress the girls as well, that sort of thing. Anyway, I saw like a group of older guys, year like 12s or whatever, walking down like one of the walkways at school in like, you know, singlets and stuff. And it was lunchtime. We just keep the foot in. I'm like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, I'm going down to the gym. And I was like, what? The gym? Like, I was like, <laughs> seriously, like, you remember like, this would have been like, quite a while ago you know so it wasn't as big as it is now mm. so i remember like going down to that pe center and like watching them in the gym i like lifting weights and stuff and i was just there the next day like it was you know so inspirational yeah <laughs> like i just had to be there and then 
I don't reckon I missed a day for two years. Like no, oh my God. yeah, like wow. just I um, jumped under the wing of this like a guy who I'm pretty close with, well, still close with now. Um, and we just we just every lunchtime, like I just ditched like talking school. shit at lunch. <laughs> yeah, ditched school. Um, would would go in there, hit curls and planks, and then like call it a day. Yeah, Hilarious. and that was how it sort of started for me. And um, then when I was old enough, sort of joined the local gym with a few of my mates and um same thing that was like a little sanctuary i think like at the time you know through your teens like you do a lot of soul searching jesus hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's good i like it um <laughs> no I, I think um you do a lot of time like sort of searching for yourself like trying to figure out who you are when you're in your teens and like a lot of that sort of angst and um I don't know, weird energy was just like thrown into the gym. Like mm. it was literally like, um, not rehab, but like, I don't know. It was Some sort of therapy. Therapy, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then just that time in the gym, like I actually started to put on some size and I was growing and that sort of thing and I was starting to perform well, like with sport. And then you start to get like a bit of an identity for yourself and people start to notice. So then it became sort of like my thing. I was like the gym guy. Um <laughs> Which was like, I was fully like addicted then. Like I'm talking. How old were you at this point? Oh, like 17, 18. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as I got my license, like that, I'd wake up at five, go to the gym, like train, go to school. I'd be eating like chicken and broccoli for recess. Like I was, yeah, that was that guy. I do see that for you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then. I don't know. Like, I think, I think, like, I was big in academics as well. So I was always thinking that maybe that was where my career path was going to go. So I went to university after school, and I was still sort of training and that sort of thing. And then I was training out of um, a gym in Brighton, where um, just for pre-season training, really for football, because I was still playing a lot of football at the time. And the owner was like Sam Sam Wood. He was like. Um, you know, why don't you just do a bit of coaching on the side while you're studying at uni? Like, it seems you've got enough knowledge. Get your certs um, and make some money on the side. So, it's sort of just... I just sort of fell into it by by accident and then I just started to fall in love with it. Like, I don't know, it just seemed natural. Me sitting in a classroom at university thinking about my the job that I was going to get, sitting in a, you know, a desk yeah. from nine to five. I was like, no. this isn't me, you know? So... My parents were also really big and supportive in terms of like doing, make sure you do what you enjoy, make sure you do what feels like, you know, fills your cup and that sort of thing. So I'm very grateful for that because I've, I've know a lot of people who um, push themselves into careers or situations because they think it's the right thing to do. Like, so I was lucky enough to sort of, as soon as I finished uni, I was like, nah, like even though I've got that, um, I'm, I'm going to pursue what I love. Um, and then when you do what you love, like, it's just, I don't know, opportunities just come like, uh, you know, and they, um, and it's, and you, you sort of, I don't know, you're in a bit of a flow state. So that's been me for the last sort of, I don't know, seven years, seven years, maybe eight years, something what like that. What was your uni degree in? Anything fitness related? So not really. Yeah. I was like, so I started with a double degree in commerce and science oh, wow. thinking that like the science component will somehow link back to the body in some way, yeah, you yeah, know. A um, and I failed chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Chemistry was hard. I, only... that. I think I got 51.1 <laughs> or something. It was horrible. Yeah. Oh, I got like a 49 or something. <laughs> yeah. So I failed that. Um, 
just swapped straight to commerce and grinded at it like literally so i studied full-time had a gap year went to part-time had another gap year like How's yeah hex feel gone oh <laughs> tell the me worst. yeah <laughs> so um so yeah like i mean i definitely learned a lot about business and but it's funny like the things you learn about you know in a commerce degree is more like about corporate world and like big mm. business like i'm about a small business mm. it's very different still lessons i learned. i think i learned how to like research and you know a work ethic and that sort of thing but um i was just fortunate enough that i was working um and doing something that i, can, I was enjoying so yeah now i am here i am now yeah <laughs> so from the woodshed what was you, so what was your, yeah you so i just started um there was just a little pt studio in brighton there um that had a lot of foot traffic just because um it was quite new and the owner had been on tv and that sort of thing um so it's quite it's funny like a lot of people i don't know how you guys like i mean i know a little bit about you, your story um hannah but when you start out as a pt like i know a lot of people have that issue with getting clients like you know it's it's you know you're really grinding to sort of get some revenue in but it was kind of the opposite for me which is so uh, yeah, I'm very yeah. fortunate. I started working at this place and they were literally rolling in the There door. was clients just like like basically being sent away because we didn't have enough trainers to like coach them just because of the location and the culture in the gym and stuff. So I had a full book mm. and I was going to university bloody reading about commerce law <laughs> and I was like, I could be making like bank like yeah. right now. Why am I sitting in a classroom sort of thing? So anyway, um, I ended up quickly... Man- ended up managing that place um, with um, a good friend of mine, Brit, for quite a while. Um, and then I just got to a point where I wasn't being challenged anymore and I needed to branch out of the Brighton bubble. Um, so, yeah, it was good for me as, as a as a launch pad. It was like I had a lot of good mentors there. I learned heaps. The best thing about that place was just heaps of different trainers and like clients of different ages and fitness levels so like I just learnt heaps I was a sponge like Mm. and I learnt so much more there than any of like the like degrees or research that I'd done just that hands-on sort of um, direct feedback and then saw an opportunity to um uh, be a head coach at a gym called Revel. So they're up and coming they're actually B-fit at the time I won't go into it it's a bit of a drama (laughs) but um yeah group fitness franchise strength and conditioning so like very different from a boutique training studio it's like a group fitness franchise um i like the idea of sort of coaching a whole new different demographic of much younger um which was very different to like what i'd been used to and the potential maybe for like opening my own gym like in, under a franchise and it was great like i i made some awesome um relationships that I, I've got some great friends now from uh, my time there um, and definitely like upskilled quite a bit during that period of time as a coach um, but I just quickly found out that I didn't want to work for anyone else mm. really like it was I, I, I realized that I was doing things a certain way um, and I wanted to continue keep, like do, doing them in a certain way so we sort of parted ways and then I guess it was the birth of um, my yeah my my sort of um online training program the sweat lift method so we're almost like two years now and it's like like changing very very fast i remember when i started it was like very like i was writing programs on like pdfs and like sending people like you know so it's come a long way but i've got big um i've got big hopes for it but i also um 
I also work pretty closely, like I said before, with 10 people face to face. Um, just in a little studio, I sublease just because I love having that. Um, Combination of the two. Yeah, I think it's also about like, I feel like I always want to touch point as like a hands-on coach. You like, you can work on your craft, Mm. you know, so I'm really passionate about that. So yeah. Love it. What a journey. (laughs) Hopefully that wasn't too long. No, I love that. So let's talk a little bit now. Let's get into like health and fitness, I guess, training and stuff. So what do you think is the biggest hurdle that people face that stops them from seeing results? Um, I think the biggest hurdle is like people's relationship with fitness. I think a lot of people, um, just don't do the basics right. So like, I think like a lot of people like will, will try something for a period of time, get bored, swap Mm -hmm. out of it. Or maybe when they do something, they don't actually do it with intent. Mm -hmm. It's just something that's like on their to-do list for the day. It's like... Oh, go to work and go to the gym. It's like there's no deep purpose like or drive behind why they're doing what what like what they're doing. So I think like I'm not gonna sit here and say that one way's gonna like better than like another way. Like even I mean, you we can go pretty deep into that, but I think you can get results with any type of fitness. It's just about staying consistent. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's about and it's about actually doing it with purpose. So I think I think for a lot of people, it's just about having focus and executing, you know, like... I love that. I feel yeah. like people, a lot majority of people do not work out <clears throat> with a purpose. Like, they just... I mean, and if they do, it's to lose weight or to, like, look better in the mirror, which is... Just I feel like there's a big difference between exercising and training. It's that classic, like, if you've ever been to, like, a big box gym and you see, like, this, like that the same person walk in and do the same workout they did last mm-hmm. week, literally, like, in the same order and then walk out mm. it's like well what are you doing mm. like you know what are you trying are you just trying to kill time are you just trying to say you've been to the Take gym you know what i mean yeah. yeah so um yeah i think we're on the money yeah yeah is there something let's go back to like the start of your fitness journey is there something that you wish you had have known then that you know now there's probably heaps of things mm. Mm. <laughs> like Even did I, you do something yeah. really silly like did you just less is more yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I kid you not like when as soon as I got my license, I went and joined up at this like um, bodybuilding gym in Mornington um, down in the peninsula. And it was like my second home in a bad way. Like I was sometimes there for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Like, and it was like, it, don't get me wrong. Like I made some good friendships there, but it was like way too intense. And it was, and it was me like punishing myself, like, cause I hadn't done the work or I hadn't like, um, so my relationship with training was about like, you're not good enough, you know, like, which is so, I'm such a much different place now. Um, so I think if I, if I had like, I mean, that's why I do what I do. My, my why that's like on my like desk at home. Yeah. Is like, be the coach you wish you had. Yeah. I love Learn from that. your mistakes. Yeah. So like, I wish I had a coach or someone in my ear at the time that was like, slow down. Mm like do less but do it well and like remember that you know it should fit into your life it should elevate your life you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing it for the wrong reasons you know you should be doing it for you know why i do it now like i train because it gives me energy it makes me feel strong gives me mental clarity it gives me like the confidence to like attack life that's like why i train you know like so i wish i had those lessons yeah like back when i started yeah love that 
what about what's your training split like at the moment or schedule yeah, so like a big focus around strength training at the moment. Um, four strength sessions a week, um, two sort of more full body sessions, and then there's one that's lower and one that's upper. Um, and it's a pretty heavy training load, like any more, like probably a break. Um, and then, but then I'm also in like a really intensive 12 week program at the moment. So I'll dial down the training a little bit once I get out of it and have more of a balance and go probably more back to three strength sessions, but I, I love getting out of the gym as well. So I'm big on, I injured myself quite a bit when I was younger just from poor training habits, but I'm big on like, what's the point of training if it doesn't elevate every aspect of your life outside of the gym, right? So if an exercise like bangs you up or if a particular like program bangs you up, then like there's literally no point doing it. So um, I love getting out of the gym. I love like surfing, hiking, running, whatever it may be, because it makes me feel athletic and it gives me like a purpose behind like just attacking life. So um, at the moment, I'm not doing a heap of that because I'm doing a lot of work in the gym. But as soon as this program's over, I'll sort of. Are you doing any cardio? Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like on, yeah. So like on a, on a Wednesday at the moment, I'm doing just like a interval based um erg session so i try not to i try not to get on the on the legs like running or anything like that so i find it's a good way a good form of active recovery so if you give the body an opportunity to actually promote blood flow it's like the best thing you can do for recovery so if if i'm feeling pretty red hot i'll go high intensity if i'm feeling sweaty <laughs> if yeah <laughs> If I'm, if I'm a bit low on energy, it'll be a bit more like steady state. If I'm super low on energy, I won't even do any conditioning. I'll just yeah. like have a rest just because strength's a big focus for the next like 12 weeks. And then on the weekends, I love to go for a run. Um, just bought a new surfboard as well. So I'm keen to get back into that. Me too. Really? I bought a surfboard. Oh, you you're a local now. Uh, it's you're a Queensland local. And there's carcasses and sharks yeah. in the water. I cannot That's go fair. surfing currently. But I bought a surfboard. <laughs> I went for my first surf. Because that was so weird, weirdly enough, Abby and I's both of our goals without even discussing them is to learn to surf this year. Yeah. So I bought a surf. Well. $600 later. Yeah, not cheap. Not cheap. Yeah, where are you going to surf? Not cheap hobby. So I went for one surf the day I bought my board and I went to Cabarita. I have no idea what that I'm is. I'm a Goldie girl now. Obviously. So <laughs> it's like, it's about You're doing it minutes. to meet friends, aren't you? They're like everyone's in the water. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, help me. Yeah. Um, it's like in between Byron and Burley. Yeah, yeah, okay. So halfway okay. between. And I stood up a couple of times. Hey. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's I just thought about doing start. a burpee. Just that's like exactly burpee. what I thought. It oh, yeah? It's a burpee. Yeah. yeah. It's a moving burpee. And then like a Swiss ball, like a- some of like a <laughs> hold. What about you? Do you get out of the gym much? Like in terms of movement or uh, ho- hobbies even? Like You're a skater. I'm a, a roller skater. Oh, yeah, yeah skater. cool. I got into roller skating last year. Where do you, where do you skate? <laughs> that sounds fun. I skate... Um, <laughs> to my car. And yeah. then to the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, where, where do, I where skate? do you skate? Just yeah. the, like netball courts and stuff around mm. my area and mm. like Brunswick and stuff. Love um, that. That's cool. Yeah, I like people fun. that I have like it. really unique like hobbies. Like it, it started in lockdown and I fucking fell in love with it. Yeah. And then I haven't really done it since, like since I've been back from holidays, but it's really fun. Yeah. It's great. And it doesn't feel like exercise. I found that I'm someone that needs like a bit of adventure in my mm. week. Like, so I was like skating a little bit on my, I got a skateboard at home mm. um, during lockdown and stuff. But I was like, if you're not like, I don't know if I wasn't doing so, like, that's like that child, like inner sort child. of inner child. Like yeah. that's what Ben Crow talks a lot about as well, like through his mindset program. But he's like, you know, as a child, you just like, every day is an adventure. And then why does that have to stop? It's yeah. so weird that you, <laughs> you know, that. Like, so on, on Wednesday night, this is so weird. 
But <laughs> I went on a date and we played basketball. That's cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why are you laughing? Because it was so weird. Like when he called me and was like, "Did you like, play some hard defense?" What is that? <laughs> like he called me and he was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I don't know." And it was like three thirty. That's so much more. And fun he was than like, going "Let's like go and play and, basketball." Yeah. And I was like, "What the actual fuck?" But I was like, "Whatever." So there was me shooting hoops with my little man crush. <laughs> so I got, I got a funny story about a mate of mine who <laughs> loves to shoot hoops, and. um he he called me out the other day told me a story so there's like a court around the corner from his house and he's like you know i went there to shoot my hoops as as usual and while he's shooting hoops and no one's like ever there it's like in a school and while yeah, whilst he's like shooting hoops this lady rocks up with like her two young kids um and, and the kids like had some sort of motor disease so they were like you're like sort of hobbling over a little bit and she was like oh hi like um here for the basketball coaching and oh, no. my mate like felt like he needed to like he felt like just an urge to help so he just said yes <laughs> and so, pretended to so be a basketball coach. he pretended to be a coach and he reckons that it went on for like 20 minutes so he's there coaching these kids like how to shoot hoops and then the guy who's actually the guy <laughs> supposed to be there rocks up and She's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Nick. And then she's like, well, who are you? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Mitch. And she, <laughs> and then it was like this awkward, he said it was the most awkward thing ever because she's looking at him like, you pedophile. Like, what was wrong with you? And then he had to like, because what, like, what was it going to get to? She was like, what, are you going to like just see this out and then I was going to pay you or something? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah. really sweet. That's though. my oh, shooting that's really hoop story. Funny. That's so well. That was my shooting hoop story too. So, <laughs> but no. In saying that, and actually, I was like, this was actually really fun, and it made me feel like a child again. Mm. I felt like a full-on six-year-old, like playing. Yeah. I will playing around the world on like horse and shit. <laughs> That's yeah, because I'm the fir- I mean I'm the first one to say that like sometimes in the gym like I'll be in mid-workout. I'm like, what am I doing this for? Mm. Yeah. Like, like sometimes, like most of the time, I'm fine, but. I'm just like, I feel like not training today. I feel like yeah. going for a run. Exercise I feel like, you know. feel like exercise. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's so much more stimulating sometimes because, like, I'm like, when the fuck was the last time I played basketball? But it's also like learning a skill. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel with surfing. Yeah. Like that one surf, my one surf, <laughs> been on. When I was out there, I was like, I didn't think about anything other than the surfing. So it was like mm. almost meditation without it, like, being... Yeah. You know, I had this conversation no with phone, yeah, and I was literally all I was yes. thinking about was a not getting eaten by a shark and b d- trying to work out how to burpee to stand up. Like that was all I thought about for the whole two hours I was well, out there. I, I literally had this conversation with one of the guys I just trained with before because he's like a really good surfer, and he's he was saying when you're surfing like, and this is the same when I was playing footy. Like I remember if I had a shit day, I got to football, I was like oh yes like i can't literally think about anything else because there's mm. people running at me and like balls flying up my head like mm. you're like you seriously so when you're yeah. so when you're at surfing it's like you literally like there's a wall of water coming at you and you gotta mm. like focus so it's like a form of meditation mm. so anything like i mean training is one of those things if you train with intent mm. and execution and you're like focused on what you're doing then all you sh- all, the, all your problems in your life like sort of get squashed because you have to be so present and mindful mm. um but it's just about being mindful mm. like you know not being distracted you know absolutely i find that with boxing when i do like one-on-one boxing with leo there's like nothing that i can think about other than like oh yeah 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 that's great so what advice would you give to someone starting out on their fitness journey 
get a coach. Mm, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I would have been able to save like five years. Like honestly, yeah. Get a coach to get you started. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like I think, I think if, yeah. if it's a good coach, they would do that job in terms of giving you the knowledge that will help you develop skills and become really autonomous when you go into the gym so that you know what you're supposed to do. I think a lot of people prey on the misinformation. A lot of coaches prey on that misinformation and don't actually go the full distance in terms of developing skills in their clients so that they can get money from them forever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I think the good coaches um, help you to un- like develop that base level of knowledge fast enough. And if they want to stay f- stay with you from an accountability standpoint, mm, yeah. then awesome. Yeah, um, but really they shouldn't need you anymore. But yeah, I think if you're just starting out, go get yourself a coach. And I, I'd say I'd say a good probably like at least six months. Like it'll it'll cost a little bit if you go for a good coach as well, but that'll really set you up. Yeah. So speaking of coaches, tell us a little bit about your programs and your challenges and all the amazing yeah. things you do. Well, you know a bit about it. Um, <laughs> I do know a bit about it. Yeah. So it's called the Sweat Lift Method. It's sort of just eventuated um, out of my need to create a program that yeah there's just fit fit sort of fit my needs like i had an athletic background playing football i loved strength training um i sort of started to really fall into the strength and conditioning space i didn't really like the um if i had to sort of go to one extreme the um intensity and performance of like a crossfit style i wanted to find that middle ground for the everyday athlete so yeah, I'm big on coaching the everyday athlete um, to be able to get in and out of the gym in less than an hour, develop strength, lean muscle, stay athletic, and also uh, follow a program that actually, like I said before, elevates every as- aspect of your life so it doesn't break you down and actually builds you up. So um, like I said, yeah, it's come it's come a long way. Um, I'm definitely loving the challenge of the digital world and trying to coach like I love, I just, it's like what I said before about communicating, you know, it's so easy to have that conversation with someone on the gym floor. Mm. It becomes a different ball game, like in the online space. So I'm loving that challenge. Um, I've got some sort of exciting branding stuff happening at the moment behind the scenes to sort of elevate it. Um, and really, yeah, stand out from the crowd. Yeah, um, you've got to find that point yeah. in the online world. Yeah. It's but a tough I, one to crack. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes like, when I started and the reason why I probably hesitated was because there's so, there was so much competition. I wish yeah. I didn't, but that voice in the back of my head that was like, who's going to do your program? Like yeah. there's so much out there. Like, but you know, if any, for anyone out there that's a coach or doesn't necessarily have to be in the fitness industry, like, um, people buy what you believe, not what you sell. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you, if you're doing it for the right reasons and you live and breathe it and People will connect with that, not necessarily what you do. And if, if that speaks to them, then you've got your own unique brand. So even in a really competitive landscape, your biggest competitive advantage is just being yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think I just keep reminding myself of that. If someone comes and tries my program, it's not for them, so be it. There's yeah. also people that like, you know, will fly my flag every day and I love them. Like they know who they are. So mm. I think for me, um, I'm not really big on going super hard, hard sell, like just trying to like get whoever I want on board. I'm quite comfortable to let this one be like a slow burn so that mm. I attract yeah. the right people. Yeah. 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 I love that. Killing it. And lastly, where can our listeners connect with you online? I guess like where can they find you? So at the moment, 
my website www.sweatliftmethod.com it is about to change though but i can't <laughs> can't quite that. yeah <laughs> can't voice that you one can't just voice yet. One just that you can also find me on instagram jeremy underscore gleason and that's also going to change shortly <laughs> so as well so i would give my personal email out but i don't think i will because i'm yeah, yeah yeah but yeah that's, that's where right. you can find me now yeah now we'll update the instagrams maybe it's not changing for about a month so okay. yeah right. I'm excited for what's to come. When I got your message the other day, I was like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't say what he said because that'll give it away. <laughs> lots happening for you That's in awesome. 2022. Yeah. What about you guys? What's happening this year? I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just enjoying it, enjoying the freedom, I'm going with the flow. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Melbourne's got its vibe back a little bit. It has. Yeah. yeah it's great. That's good. I so went to a club on the weekend. <laughs> I went to a club. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You went to a club? Good yeah. Fun. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Had a bit of a boogie. What club? Oh, I'm Are actually embarrassed, embarrassed to say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like bad because I feel like we're sort of like killing their brand image, but it's a no. little place called Miss Collins. Oh, I've never been. Oh. Oh, I've Damn, never been. I'm so not cool. I'm so not cool. I'm not cool. I wouldn't know. Where I would, is it? No, it's in town. Don't go. In <laughs> yeah. town. <laughs> no, no, it was no listening. good. Um, we actually tried to get into somewhere else, but you know, when eight blokes rock up, it's like in Melbourne. It's mm. like good luck. Come yeah, on, yeah, go find some chicks. chicks. Yeah, Sheila's yeah. <laughs> on your arm. Sheila's, Sheila's. That makes me feel like I'm back in the Goldie. Yeah, Everyone where are you from? <laughs> honestly, though, it's really hard. before we go away. on, what's the point of like honestly going out? Like, I don't see the. I mean, going out. No, going there's out. no point. It's so antisocial. You can't talk to anyone. I the know, music's too loud. Too loud. I much prefer a, like a quiet bar and like a boogie. I love a, I love a dance. Oh yeah. I went to yeah. an R&B club last Friday fun, night fun. in the Goldie. Miss Collins is the R&B club. Oh, I, I had the time of my life. Oh, okay. That's so fun. I had some Vibe. freaky men yeah. coming up to me, though. And, like, this one is <laughs> from Melbourne. And I just was like, no, nah, like, this is too... And they just, like, they can't read the room. Mm. So tips to you that. boys, read the fucking room. <laughs> I do hate that. All right. Thank you so much, Jez. Yeah, that was a really so great much. chat. That was great. I, I really actually did. took yeah. a lot away from so that. So did I. I feel like I'm a better person. Yeah. After that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm I've, fucking inspired. I, so. I, say, I feel inspired to like do something. With no, my life. that was good. I feel like I've lost a bit of weight in here. But, yeah, no, you know. no, <laughs> awesome. Um, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a beautiful week, guys. Bye.